everybody, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. I am Sanjay Parikh, and, and normally right now you would hear my co-host, uh, Adam Walker, say that he's Adam Walker, but he's actually not here in the recording booth today. He is away uh, this week uh, in Minneapolis, the Purple City, uh, at 48 and 48, making 48 websites in 48 hours for 48 nonprofits. Uh, so I have gotten a replacement co-host for me, uh, who is a podcast first timer with us right here, Kara Kinnear. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. We've come on your show now and now finally we've gotten you on our show. Yes. Even though Adam's not here, but that's okay. Right. And you, I just want to clarify, you said replacement. I could never replace Adam Walker, the chemistry that you two have, but I'm going to try for the next, you know, you're, half hour. You're, or so. a, you're an interim host for this week's That's episode. Right. That's right. Uh, so, so in case our listeners, for some reason, don't know you, oh, well. how would they know you? How where would they have seen you before? Well, I'm on a few different shows. I'm on Atlanta and Company, which is a live lifestyle show, eleven to twelve thirty. And, and, and on that show, by the way, you talk about <laughs> drinking wine. I've seen the episode. Yeah. I'm at home sometimes during that <laughs> right. time. I've just got to admit. And I saw one just recently and you were like, yeah, talking it's, about. I mean, it, anything goes on that yeah. show. We have 90 minutes of <laughs> live entertainment to bring to people. So, you know, you could you could watch one day. We could be wine tasting. There's fashion. There's it's it's it runs the gamut of um, topics. So so, so there's no editing that it's live, it live, is live, 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 live. It's funny because sometimes our producers will forget to tell people that it's live. So they'll come into the studio uh-huh. and they're expecting to, you know, kind of kick back and relax and right? see how the whole TV thing works and then they're like five four and you know it's like a deer in headlights they're terrified and you're just like it's gonna be okay so you know it's it's but every day I say every day it is something different and fun and it's it's the best so so, so then the other show you're on is Tech yes. Edge Atlanta Tech Edge, which is one third airs one thirty um Saturday night, Sunday morning, and eleven thirty Sunday morning ish. Wait, wait, it's on at 1.30 a.m.? sure is, yes. I so did not know that. Yes, yeah, so it's Saturday Night Live, Andy Stanley. So if you need a little Christian influence, uh-huh. and then you happen to keep the TV on, okay. I'm on right after that. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah, I'm not going to be watching okay, it. I watch at the 11 on, on uh, Sunday. Right. I don't watch at the 1.30. That's on. fine. I believe <laughs> they're probably two totally different audiences. <laughs> do, do, you, do you think there's an audience at 1.30? You know what? It, funny you should ask. We actually had a huge rating last week at one thirty in the morning. No so people way. People are watching. Yes. Okay. You know, maybe your options are limited at one thirty in the morning. Maybe that's why maybe. people are watching. <laughs> <laughs> I do, don't know. Do you remember? We're going to get to the show at some point here. <laughs> but do you remember growing up as a kid, if you watched late enough, it would go to those bars? Yes. Like those bars don't exist right. anymore, right? Like does any channel use those bars? No. Like they always have stuff going on nowadays. No, I'm I'm thinking and no, you're right. And not only is there, are there no bars anymore, there are a nine million channels. <laughs> you can find something. So there's definitely nobody's running bars. Yeah. Maybe we should start that as a show because people would be like the bar show what's this it's just bars new yes it's it's that tv show lost they (laughs) they had that for some of it i think right when they showed those films yeah probably anyways we 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 tend to i i know you've listened to the show before we tend to randomly talk about movies uh and when adam is here it's usually me talking about a movie and then we go like what you have not watched this movie i know because i think the most recent movie was like war games or something and he hadn't seen it i have not checked in with him to see if he's seen it yet now maybe you should give him 
him a list yeah. of required watching material <laughs> before that, he that, that list is very long. Okay. Uh, now that we've lost 90% right, of the listeners, let's, let's talk about what we're okay. going to talk about this episode. We're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about Tesla uh, and electric vehicles and unlocking things. Uh, China doing more focusing on electric vehicles. The Equifax breach, which I think everybody has heard about. Uh, hackers getting into your Bluetooth devices without you doing anything. And electricity, electricity made by people. It's kind of like the soil and green mm-hmm. of electricity. But uh, let's start with uh, with Tesla unlocking the range. So there's this article with uh, Tesla saying, "Hey, this hurricane is coming down to Florida, and uh, these cars that you buy with the limited range, the 60 kilowatt hour, I think range, apparently they put the full size batteries in there, and you have to pay to get a software unlock." to unlock the extra range. So somebody called them and said, hey, I want to do this because I'm getting out of Dodge, uh, escaping this hurricane. And, and Tesla turned around and said, you know what, we'll do it for free. And they did it for everybody that was in Florida. Right. But now I- the question becomes, corporations like controlling your stuff from away from you, and obviously this was a nice thing that they did, a benevolent thing that they sure. did. But what happens if it's the opposite thing? Right. I... A few things struck me about this article. First, I didn't know that Tesla had the capacity to unlock more mileage yeah. for somebody who bought. I didn't realize that once you bought the car, they ultimately have the power to upgrade your system. Yep. Remotely. Right. Remotely, yeah. which yeah. is strange in itself. Right. But then the other thing the article raised I thought was very interesting was, well, is this giving more access to the rich? And this isn't about a yep. government issue. Yep. This is, you know, it, it, you can look at healthcare and everything. Yep. And, 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 is this the age old question is do rich people just fare better, which made me laugh because I'm thinking <laughs> we're talking about people who own Teslas. Right. So is it like the rich people that are really rich, you know, who have the, a the Tesla? Ultra rich, you know, the ones that after you've paid a hundred grand can't pay the five grand to do the extra range. Right. Well, they get stuck in Florida. <laughs> uh, the ones that can pay the five grand get out. Right. I, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's, it was funny to me and it was such a hierarchy I felt of, yeah, just like the scale of how things work on a macrocosm of society, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so it, it's, you know, it's a philosophical question but, more but than it, me. But it, it does, uh, you know, it, it brings up this question and, and uh, corporations and, and kind of what their motives are in terms of all this. It's funny, I was just reading an article earlier today about Amazon and their purchase of Whole Foods and how this is obviously sending the whole grocery market into a tizzy. Sure. Um, the, the comparison, though, was like, Whole Foods is only 500 stores, whereas there's like 30,000 of the other ones. But Amazon's goal is to make organic, uh, healthy food affordable for all, right? So that's the opposite end of like this Tesla thing of you got to be richy rich to be able to afford one in the first place and then unlock it. Um, They're actually driving the cost of things that are right now only affordable for those that have money to everybody, which, which helps everybody in the end of it, right? It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. Um, so a lot more benevolent. Um, yeah. But- I do think there's some corporate responsibility that if people's lives are in danger right. or I, I just think it's the right thing to do. I think Absolutely. you can look at every like facet of society. Like 
fast food restaurants, they started putting more healthier items on their menus. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that, that only happened after uproar, right? right exactly. I mean, that, that so, wasn't because they were doing it out of the goodness of their heart. It, it, you're totally right. But is there something that we need to do to be outraged about to get Tesla <laughs> to all of a sudden unlock everybody's extra mileage? Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know. But then on the flip side of that is capitalism and capitalism right. is thriving and healthy in the United States and it's right. a perfectly legal thing to do. Yeah. And, and obviously that's a, a profit driven decision, right? Right. there, right? Because they're putting the same size battery in everybody's car because for them, it's probably economies of scale. So it's cheaper to do that than to actually put different batteries in and to have that opportunity to upsell. Um, now that said, like in software, we do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you've got web services online, you've got, it doesn't cost any more to have one set of features versus another. You're discriminating and saying, hey, if you want these extra features, it's going to cost more money. So it's in some ways, it's not that much different. It just happens to be really expensive hardware. Right. Um, so I, I don't know what this bodes for us and society. And I think you're right. I think we do expect corporations to act like people mm-hmm. uh, and treat people right when things are going wrong. But I think we've seen that that's not always the case. And we're going to talk about one right. of those in just well, a minute here. Say, and Tesla could say, we're pioneering the electric car in a sense. So we're doing the world good that's regardless, true. right? Yeah. So in in talking about that, uh, there are some places, some countries that are looking to go more and more electric. So China has put the stake in the ground. By the year 2030, they want to have only electric cars sold. Uh, And now Europe is following along. And and I don't know if you read this article, but it was fascinating to me that they've actually put the stake in the ground even further by saying that in 2019, if you've got a remodeled house or a new house, it has to have an electric charging station for a vehicle. I saw that. That's pretty I think it's excellent. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's excellent. I think I don't know how the United States is going to fare on this legislation because we just pulled out it. We are pulling out a climate accords and all sorts of crazy. Yeah. But here in Georgia, we got rid of the electric vehicle tax credit. Oh, I I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. See that. uh, And that's insane to me, because I think if we want to be on the forefront forefront of all this technology, we really have to embrace that times are changing. And, you know, that's what I worry about. I, I worry that we're giving up our leadership position in electric vehicles and all the innovations that are going to happen alongside with it by doing these things then and seeing these other countries and regions doing things a lot more aggressively than us. I totally agree. If we weren't a gas dependent society, it would alleviate so many world problems. My husband and I Uh, often have this conversation (laughs) and I won't get into it, but you know, it, it really would if we weren't so dependent on gas and oil and right yeah those things that make our cars go. yeah and i mean you know there's economies that will change and shift because of that it, you know money will change and shift in hands uh, but also just moving this material around you know these million year old dinosaurs uh, or, or remnants of dinosaurs that we want to burn in our vehicles just moving that stuff around doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense especially when you've got this big giant gas ball in the sky right. uh, that is providing energy every single day to right. the earth. Right. Exactly. And they they talked about that a little bit in the article. They said, you know, these sorts of vehicles aren't dependent on weather changes and weather patterns, right. that kind of thing. But I think we need to harness the power of the weather and whatever we can <laughs> to propel ourselves forward or we're going to be stuck behind yeah. China and now a large Europe. part of Europe. Yeah. yeah. And and I think one of the articles also said India was pushing towards that as well, right? Yeah. I mean, and Mexico is doing some things. And then some of these countries that have some massive pollution problems, I mean, this is a great thing. Um, these countries, Mexico, India, China, 
massive, massive pollution issues just because of the density of people. Sure. Um, and it's going to be great for them in terms of healthcare outcomes, right? Less issues of lung cancer and asthma and all these things. Uh, but I think it's good for all of us because, you know, the air there doesn't just stay there. It comes over here too. Right. Sanjay, yeah. how do we get the world to see things our way? I, I don't, well, that's why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> the four people out there that are listening right. to this podcast, we've impacted four people. Oh, perfect. We're just going to make it all happen. I feel good. By the way, I was going to ask you, this is kind of a side issue. Did you see the eclipse? Were you I out did. watching? Yes. Wasn't that awesome? It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching uh, the last major one, and I I was little. And yeah. I had to look the one the like in the towel. 80s yes. or whenever? Yeah. You had to look through the paper towel holder and yeah. you know yeah. hold it just right, and I I was trying to, you know, regale my coworkers with that hilarious story. <laughs> and they all looked at me, like, all the millennials were like, what are you talking about? What uh, paper thing? Now yeah. we have glasses. Yeah, so. like I was talking to my wife about this too. Like, yeah, we didn't have glasses back then. We had to do the little pinhole thing. Right, and, yeah. You know, don't look at the sun. Yes. They kept telling you that. But by the way, I don't know if you saw this story. I know we've gone off the tracks here a little bit, but there was a story about this rapper that said, like, you know, our ancestors didn't go blind, so it's going to be fine. And he looked, and then he had to cancel events because he's got issues now with I his eyesight. I did see that. I did see that. And I was like, God bless America. You know, <laughs> hey, look, it's it's your right not to believe in science, it but is. you got to understand that science is going to come back and bite you. <laughs> well, and they were saying if you look at the sun for it was like 90 seconds, you had like total damage of your retina. Oh. And but people wouldn't know it for 20 to 48 hours. Yeah, they were saying, yeah, because you don't just it doesn't happen instantaneously. So all these idiots were looking at when it was full eclipse saying, right. I'm totally fine. And then they woke up the next day and they said, yeah, where's my glasses my toothbrush <laughs> i can't see anything and that you know that's the thing you don't have nerves in your uh, retina so you can't feel the pain from it so you don't feel that it's burning off your eyeballs no, i mean i was terrified it's i crazy. took the glasses off like a second too soon i did glance for maybe two seconds. I think you were okay. I, I think I, I'm fine. I think you're okay. But it was close. Did you watch the eclipse? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was awesome. Me and my wife were at home uh, and we watched it. Uh, and the kids were both at their schools and they they watched it. Um, you know, it's funny because we saw it on TV and everywhere else where they were in total totality. I had some friends that went up and, and went to like Greenville. And they were like, yeah, you could see the stars. And here in Atlanta, you couldn't see the stars because we were at 97%, I think. Um, and it's amazing. Just 3% of the sun is enough to like not make it totally dark. Right. It still was illuminated 3% sounds small, right? It's like, it should be dark. That's crazy. I know people were saying, oh, you see the stars and it was amazing and they're all laying out in the field, but So next one, next one I think I'm planning. I'm like, we're going to go somewhere. I think it's in like- Seven years? Seven, 10 years, something like that. Yeah. And there's some city here that is getting both of them. They got this one and they're going to get the next one too. So they're like a a special city. Wow. Okay. We're going to get back on track. You know, this is the problem because we don't have Adam here. I tend to just wander and meander around (laughs) and listeners, you know, now why this is going to be an hour and a half long (laughs) podcast for you today. Um, So let's talk about Equifax and and the breach and and kind of what happened there. Um, So I'm upset about this. Yeah. I need you to help me. uh, All of our stuff is out in the open. 147 million. And it's not just Americans, too. I don't know if you read that, but it's people from uh, the UK and Canada have had their information compromised by Equifax. And they just said initially, oops. 
So sorry. Yeah. It didn't really seem like they were that concerned about yeah. all of our personal information being... I mean, you the articles that we read, too. I mean, I, I was terrified last night. I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to yeah. get alter so here, identity. Here's, so what do I do? We, we've got one article from the New York Times, and they basically tell you the thing that you should do, which is the thing that we've done for a long time, um, is you need to put a credit freeze on your credit report. So there, there's four of the big ones, right? There's Equifax, um, Experian... Experian uh, <laughs> I was like, uh. The third one, and then there's a Novus, which is a small, lesser one. Sure. There's there's one that we're missing. There's there's listeners out there that are screaming, screaming at us at, right, right now. But okay, so there's four, and so um, you need to go and do a credit freeze on all four of them. It costs you three dollars. Okay. Because of course, you know, you're a customer of these people, even though you've never asked them to do anything for you, and they're going to track you. But now you've got to pay them right. to protect yourself because that makes sense. Perfect. But okay, uh, so $3 to each one. And so you only need to unfreeze it if you're getting something new, right? A new credit card, mortgage, or something like that. Most of us normal humans don't do that every day. Um, so for most of us, like I've had a credit freeze on mine for years now. Oh. And I've only had to unfreeze it a handful of times, right? When some, oh, I needed to do something. The more you know, I had no clue. Yeah, so you can do that. Um, the challenge, though, is, is that first of all, you can't do any of this for kids, which that's annoying, right? Right. I've tried to figure it out how to do it for my kids oh. because they're not applying for any credit cards, but they won't let you do that. But they'll let fraudsters use kids' information to open up accounts. So when the kid comes of age, they figure out their credit history is all screwed up. Oh, I'm terrified. So I don't know that there's a solution there. Maybe some listener will tell us that there is a solution there. Um, if so, I'd love to hear it because I don't know it. Uh, but this whole problem apparently happened because Equifax was not patching their systems. Well, they had they have very few jobs, and I would think that security. You would had be one job. On the list. <laughs> you had one job. You had Equifax. one job, and you didn't do it. So <laughs> apparently, what happened was there was a security issue that was disclosed in March and patched in March. So if you rolled out the new software that they were using right away, they would have been good. Right. Come around to May, they get hacked. For a month, and they didn't know it. There's how do you, like, how do you not know it? If I you're... don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And and you know, like it's funny because you know, in government, when something like this happens, something bad happens, like somebody gets fired, right? right? I've not heard of anybody being fired from Equifax. Like the head security no. dude saying, "It was my fault. I'm out." Right. I, I do know that Congress is getting involved, right? Because Oh, yeah, they yes. are. Yeah. And you know why they are? It's because right. their information is right. out, too, right? If it was just us mucks down sure. here, they would have been like, ah. Civilians. Too bad for you. <laughs> you should have the health care that we've got and the protection that we've got, but, you know, it sucks for you. good, yes. Yeah. So here's the, here's the thing that you can do, though. So there's a, a chat bot um, that was rolled out a while ago to help people fight parking tickets. Um, and I don't know if it's been used here in Atlanta. I know... People are quite up in arms about Park Atlanta. I don't know if it's gotten better. I haven't heard much about that issue as of late. Um, but the same person that did this chat bot, uh, who's out of the UK, has now rolled out a way to sue Equifax uh, right. automatically. <laughs> so uh, up to $25,000 in small claims court. That's amazing. I don't know if you can answer this, Sanjay, but... Um, Probably I'm... not, but I can make up an answer. <laughs> well, I read that if you go onto Equifax's website and you put your information again, so they want your information <laughs> again, then yeah. it will tell you if you've been affected, yep. and then you can apply for their free credit monitoring service, which makes me laugh because I'm like, that. why would I want you to 
you just monitoring. messed up, right. right? Like, why would right. I trust you to protect me when you just messed up? <laughs> so I think that part is, in fact, true. But the part I'm wondering about is then other people were saying, do not do that. Because yeah. if you do, then you are basically dismissing any claim you would have if something were to happen to your right. identity. Right. So I, I think you should not do that. But okay. it's for a different reason. Uh, if you go onto that site and put the last name of Test or Smith, and the numbers one, two, three, four, five, six, it will tell you, yes, we think you've been compromised. You need to sign up for this thing. It is not so useful as a tool. But the thing that you're talking about where they said, oh, it's for arbitration, there was an uproar about that. Uh, just like we should have the uproar about the electric vehicles thing. Sure. Um, there was an uproar and they added something that said, no, no, this only applies to the use of this tool and not of any other claims of you know, like us losing your information. Right. So, so they changed that. Um, but I still don't think that that tool is a useful thing because honestly to me, what it sounds like is, is a way for them to upsell you because it's one year free. And then after that, you're going to start paying. Oh, right. That and, makes me again, angry. And yeah. And really, honestly, if you, if you put credit freezes on all the credit reports, the other thing that I do is every three months, I request a different credit report. So you can, as a Georgian and, and in most states in the U.S., you can get one free credit report from each one of the agencies each year, okay? So if you space this out right, you can get a credit report every three months. So you do each company every third month, right? So then Equifax, then Innovus, then Experian, and then whatever the fourth one is. <laughs> and you space it out like that so that every three months you've got to look into your credit and most of the times when something's reported to one, it's reported to all of them, like all of them eventually end up getting it. So it's a good way to kind of keep tabs uh, with every three months of, of knowing what's going on. Okay. So is it not true that the more often you check your credit report that dings your credit? No, it, it, it does if somebody else is doing it. So like if you're applying for stuff. Okay, welcome for like- to Financial Times. With- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just, I, he seems so knowledgeable. I just have to ask all these questions. No, totally. <laughs> okay, That's okay, what okay, we're good. here for, okay, right? <laughs> so so it, that only applies if you're applying for credit cards and mortgages and things like that because it shows up on your record as, as a request. Um, but if it's for an ongoing thing, like say you have an American Express, they will regularly pull your credit report just to make sure that everything's good. Or if they want to adjust your credit limit or something like that, that doesn't ding your credit score. Um, and if you look it up too, it doesn't ding your credit score. Got it. Yeah. All so right. you should be vigilant. I actually have a reminder. Uh, I use, I don't know if I've recommended it on this podcast before, Todoist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have it remind me every three months to do the next one in the line. So I have each one set up for every 12 months. Uh, and I just have the phone number in there. And so I call them up and I, I do the whole thing. Perfect. I feel better about life now. Thank you very much. Okay, so now we're going to make you feel less better about life right after that. So uh, hackers now apparently can get into your device even if you just have Bluetooth enabled and you're not doing anything. Great. Anything. So if you've got a phone with Bluetooth just turned on, Hackers can take over your phone. This show is terrifying. I'm terrified. What am hey, I supposed to do? Hey, wait a minute. Isn't it you folks in the media that <laughs> yeah, we expect to do right. fear and uncertainty right. down, bud? Oh, God. We're just following in your oh. footsteps. Wait a minute. Uh, Atlanta and Company doesn't do that. Tech <laughs> Edge doesn't really do that. Whoops. Well, uh, I'm not, talking about the wrong way. I, yeah, you do well, stuff on CNN, right? Oh, <laughs> see, there you go. You're one of them. You're, I am. You're doing, we're doing what fake you news. do. No, not fake news. <laughs> not fake news. No, Never no, fake news. No, no. This show may be fake news, but other things. <laughs> I not am so learning much. a lot today. Thank you. I just want you to know there's nothing fake about it. And so, this is terrifying. So here's the know. problem. So there's apparently a vulnerability in basically every single Bluetooth implementation out there. And what it means is that a hacker can take over 
your phone, your laptop, your Bluetooth headset, just by it being on. Now, here's the silver lining. They would need to be near you to be able to do this. And if you walk away from them, then they don't have access to it anymore. Okay. So just look for shady looking people wherever you're on well, Wi-Fi. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, you're kind of here at Prototype Prime <laughs> with me. So I, I don't know. I think you've already but failed that test. My question is why? Why do they do that? To steal your identity? Or to market yeah, to you? Yeah, or? so, well, I, I think it's a couple things. So there's some people, so there's two groups of hackers, right? There's white hat hackers and black hat hackers. So white hat hackers are the ones you like. They're the ones that go out and find For vulnerabilities good. and do good and, and report them to get them fixed. So that the black hat hackers, which are the ones that are trying to use this stuff for bad intentions, don't get access to it. So those are the ones that you don't necessarily like as much. Um, but yeah, I mean, normally really, people with white hats, not good guys. In this case, white hat hackers, good people. I like it. W- w- when do white hat people, <laughs> when are they bad guys? When, when they're um, uh, like marching. Uh, Charlottesville and stuff. Uh, I'm sorry, oh, I work for CNN. So. Oh, that's a different kind of yes. hat. That's a pointy oh, okay, hat. Okay, okay. See, I, I just I, wanted to make sure we were clear. On I, that. I was, I was thinking the square top hat, not the pointy hat. Oh no, no, no. Pointy not, hat, yes, different. Right. Yes, I think we can all agree on the pointy the, hats. Yes, bad. Not so good Terrorist. on the pointy hats. Yes, okay. but uh, <laughs> that was a, a, an astute observation. <laughs> okay, I don't think sorry, I would have made I'm that sorry. leap. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah. So. Why do they do this? I mean, I think it all comes down to money at the end of the day, right? They can make money doing these things. If you've got somebody's information, if you've got their social security number, you can open up accounts, you can buy things, you can steal things. Um, You know, it comes down to money. So I think the solution to all of this is to become the kind of society that's like in Star Trek where there is no money. And people just do things because they want to further themselves, and then you don't have anybody stealing like stuff. Like Bitcoin? I'm just kidding. Bitcoin, I'm yeah. Just kidding. You know, <laughs> see, I talked about this on Twitter <laughs> that we weren't going to talk about Bitcoin because I didn't want you to get bored. <laughs> I'm but apparently, China has outlawed I Bitcoin. Know. Like, that's I fascinating. Know. Yeah. It is. I, I I didn't know about. I I listened to you and Adam talk about it, and because it, it's a it's confusing to me a little bit, but um, just the rise in stock and well, Bitcoin. I think last week you were saying it was fourteen dollars, and now it's four thousand. Uh, so, the share. Uh, so, yeah, so a long time ago it was $14. Yes. Now it's like it was over $4,000. Now it's dropped below $4,000 a Bitcoin. Um, apparently all the cryptocurrencies have gone down because of what China has done, uh, which I haven't really dug into a lot. Uh, but it's fascinating because one of the biggest Bitcoin miners is this company Bitmain. So they make hardware to sell to people for efficient Bitcoin mining or cryptocurrency mining. Uh, but they also run a bunch of servers. So I, my first thought was like, what's happening with them? Right. Because there's pictures of like just racks and racks and racks of machines. And obviously, you know, they position this someplace where they have cheap electricity. So you need to have that in order to make it cost effective to do the mining because the money coming off of it has to pay for the electricity and overhead and all okay. that stuff. But now that they're outlawed in China... What happens well, then? I don't know. Like, I, Stay like, tuned. Yeah. It's like days of our lives. And I, the Bitcoin. other thing I want to know is I want to know how Adam's doing with his Bitcoin because he bought some Bitcoin. I've got some Bitcoin. Now it's worth less than it was before. But still, but I got ahead. it for free. So right. yeah, I don't care. Right. Right. Yeah. You're doing all right on that. Sorry yeah, to digress okay. off on Bitcoin because we were I, – I am interested in that Bluetooth hacking. I – it were, I mean, it's not the same thing, but, and I know you have said before on the show that you do not have an Alexa. No, I don't have an Alexa. I have an Alexa. Oh. I have a friend who has an Alexa who swears. If I ever come over to your house, I'm going to say, Alexa, <laughs> buy me a dollhouse. 
<laughs> but she says that people that like if her and her husband will get into an argument uh-huh. that the next day in her email inbox will be advertisements for family therapists. No. Yes. She swears. Really? Yes. So I don't know. I mean, is that, I mean, if you can't opt out of having your privacy, are they listening to everything that you say? Is Alexa? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, it's listening all the time. I don't know. I don't know. I have heard to turn her off if you're not using her. Yeah, her. Is yeah. it a her? Yeah, it's I an think it. So. Well, I, we're gender neutral here. Sure, it's an it. It's a, it's a device, right? <laughs> yeah, devices don't have genders. No, they Just because the name is sorry. That's feminine true. doesn't make that's it a right. her necessarily. Yeah, we it's call an... her Alex or Alexa. Or... Does it respond if you say Alex? No. You've got to you say ha- Alexa. You have to say Alexa before you give any command to. Huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. We we mainly use it for music because it will con- you know it connects to Spotify, so yeah. we can ask her to play anything that we want, and she'll play it. Okay. But if you request well, Lauren Hill, you have to say Ms. Lauren Hill. That's just a tip for the listeners. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the miseducation. Of- yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, do you, do you do Sonos as well? No, but I heard you. I heard you talk about Sonos, and you're angry with them. I so am very not, angry with them. Don't buy a Sonos. Sonos. Okay, I won't. Go buy a Bose system instead. <laughs> they seem to be more pro privacy. What so. are you going to do with Sonos? You have. I don't everywhere. know. I mean, you saw here at Prototype Prime, we've got a ton of Sonos systems here. Beautiful building, by the way. Very Thank impressive. you. Thank you very much. Um, and then at home, I've got a bunch of them too now, and so I keep saying no to the upgrade. Um, and I know some of our listeners have actually talked to me, and they're saying no to the upgrade too. And I hope if enough of us say no, that maybe right. they'll. Change their the tune. Listen. Get it? Change their tune. Good so one. Nice. Yeah. Good one. Uh, <laughs> I kind of amuse myself with that one, actually. Uh, but uh, if enough of us do that, maybe they'll they'll change what they're saying in their privacy policy. Because, I, look, I, I understand why they're doing it. They're doing it because they want to have an integration with Alexa, apparently, is what the thing oh, is. There she is again. Yeah, it is again. It. Uh, Alexa and or, I guess, maybe Google Voice Assistant. What is it called? Go- it's Google Okay, Home, Google. But... I don't know. Does she or he have a name? I don't know. It. It have a name. I think it, it just, you know, we talked about this before and Adam uh, found out from some of our listeners, but because we started doing this mm-hmm. uh, and saying these things like, okay, Google, whatever, um, people's phones and stuff started oh, doing funny. things. Yeah. So it's probably right. already happened this episode right. too. But, <laughs> right. but, um, but apparently that's the reason why they're making that change. But I, you know, I'm never going to do those things in the house, right? I don't want that. Uh, like even my bummer. phone has the okay Google-y thing and I've turned off permissions on that because I don't, I, I, I can type. I'm right. good. I don't right. need to talk to you. You don't need somebody following And if I'm around. in the car, I don't need to search that badly, right? I will get to wherever I'm going and sure. I'll be good. Well, you're a responsible driver. And so, well, I try to be. <laughs> that's why. Uh, and hopefully more more people out there will be that way too. That's but true. Uh, so turning the page to then how the computers and AI and everything take over us, here is the next step in that evolution. Oh my. Electricity made from people. I don't understand why these researchers have not watched The Matrix or anything else like that, but apparently <laughs> these researchers have come up with a way of creating electricity out of your blood flow. Kara, tell me why this is all wrong. Great. Great. I can't wait to harness hydropower with my blood and um, be able to charge my phone from my, I don't, I mean, I- Is it called hydropower then? Well, they said that plasma it was inspired power? by the concept of hydropower. So yeah, plasma power, I guess would be more, <laughs> more platelet power. Platelet maybe. power. Yes. I like that. Platelet power. We need to- There we go. Register Let's, that. Yes, trademark. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, 
it, at first, I honestly thought when I was reading this article that it was a um, like it was a fairy tale. I didn't even realize it was it was real. actually real. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, this so, is really a thing. Here's my problem with this. So you know, energy cannot be created out of a vacuum, right? It has to come from something. So that's why we burn coal and oil because we need energy to do things. Hopefully, less in the future with the cars. Right. But if you're doing this, that means you're taking energy away from your body, which means you're probably taxing your your heart, right? So you're spending your life on charging your cell phone. Like, this doesn't seem like a good trade-off to me. <laughs> no. No, I don't know if there's some way that they could spin your blood into energy pills, which then we would all take. But I, That's you know, soil and green. You realize that. Right. It's made of people. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, there's all kind of ethical issues here. I'm not sure. I don't know if it can ever. Did you, did you ever watch the movie In Time? Uh, Justin uh... Timberlake? No. Yeah, it was a random sci-fi. I don't think it did that well. I happened to see this. Um, and, and when I read this article, I was like, oh, dude, there's that movie. And I was asking on Twitter to find out what the name of it was. It was called In Time. Okay. And basically everybody's born and they have this like embedded clock in their arm, right? And so you use that time to buy things. Uh, but also if it hits zero, you're dead. Oh, right? okay. And then Perfect. you can get time from other people. Uh, it, it takes away from their clock. So Justin Timberlake's character apparently is given like a century's worth of time from some guy that's like, I've been alive for like 250 years. I'm done. I'm out. You know, gives all his time to Justin Timberlake's character. And then and then he what dies. What does he do with it? Right. Oh, he dies. And then, well, then it's that whole thing. Like, oh, you're walking around with basically all your money. Um and this is like oh. totally diverged from blood no. and electricity. But I think no. it's the same thing because yes. you're using your like your body, your life to power electrical things, you know, and it's a different level than like sitting on a bike and, right. and generating power. This is like your this is your blood. Yeah, I'm not sure how it would work. And I feel like my uh, area of expertise cannot <laughs> fully understand how we would even begin to do that without just all laying. I just picture us all laying around in a hospital ward hooked up to machines, <laughs> just trying to charge our devices. Yeah. The, the machine overlords at that point that want our power. You know, it's the matrix. It's right. exactly the matrix. I spend way too much time surfing the internet of nonsense that I would be... I'd just be exhausted all the time. There'd be, no, there'd be nothing left for me to do. Well, you, you would just be plugged in and they would feed you nutrients through a tube and then they would just take your blood oh, and yeah, it it's seems, like vampire machines. Yeah. It seems like there should be other things we should focus on. Maybe the, maybe it should be called vampire power. That, I mean, it's based on blood. Right? Yeah. I think that's good. I think any of it's good. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Well, I don't know. There's crazy people out there that do the. You know, there's that company that makes those little uh, little tags, glass tags that you can put in your hand. I was just going to ask you about that. Would you do that? No. Okay. I'm good. But what if you never had to remember your ID card? <laughs> That's what I, when I read that, I thought, well, if I'm going to buy something at my work complex food court, because that was one of the examples they used when they were implanting it and, um, uh, when that certain company was implanting it, yeah, workers, yeah, yeah. and they said, "Well, they never have to remember their ID cards or money for the vending machine." And I thought, "Well, I mean, is life that hard I, <laughs> that we can't remember our ID cards?" What if they want to change jobs? You have to dig the thing out and put another one in. Well, yeah, I hadn't even gotten that far. I was still just in the, the commune. I mean, this is soda. assuming like, okay, forever you're going to work for us, right? Like, right. That's what that is assuming. Or now, something. let me ask you this then: Okay, would you have chipped your children at birth? If they would have a GPS on them all the time. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a fascinating question. Probably not. Okay. Um, yeah, probably not. Because, you know, the thing that I worry about is like, is that thing going to give them cancer? Okay. Right? I like, say- I worry about that. Well, if I- I disagree with you. I would have chipped my children, <laughs> cancer, <laughs> cancer, whatever. No, you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. You're a better parent than I because you were thinking about the welfare of your child. <laughs> so, but I'm like, no, chip them because I want to know where they are all the time. <laughs> okay, I got to ask you this. <laughs> okay. Do you have the backpack leash for them? No, I do not. <laughs> I do not. But I will say that when we're at the lake and, you know, the, the infant um, life vests that have the big strap on the back, my uh-huh. husband carried my son around with the infant strap on the life jacket the entire time. He's like, this thing is great. So it was kind of like a leash, I have to say. Well, but that was because you were by water, right? Right. Yes. Okay. I, I, yeah. I, but no, I can forgive leash. that yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. okay. The, the, the child as a pet leash oh, thing. It's, I, it's I bizarre. Can't get right? over that. Yeah. Right. The thing that I worry about with some of these things is, does it give them a false sense of kind of security or, or, or like, you know, like awareness, you know, things that we didn't have when we were growing up. Right. Like, oh, I can go wherever I want because mom and dad know where I am. So I'm safe kind of thing. Like, no, there's there's dangerous stuff sure. out there. Right. Like you should be aware of that dangerous stuff. And just because we have technology doesn't mean that it's any better. That's a good point. You right? start giving them too many tools and they lose common sense. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Agreed. I think we have beat uh, electricity made by people do a dead horse. <laughs> Uh, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, electricity should not be made of people. No. Okay. Agreed. I think we agree on that. We do. Uh, okay. So let's wrap up, uh, for the three people that are remaining listening to the show or it might be two people now. I promise Adam will be back next week. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope, um, or, or this might be just the way that he's, um, he's fleeing. Um, Rubicon global, uh, has hit a billion plus dollar valuation. What do you think about them? That's incredible. Have you, uh, do you know anything about Rubicon? Very little. Okay. So they are, a, uh, I'll tell you some stuff about Rubicon. <laughs> I can't wait. I, I probably don't know anything. I'm just going to make up some no. stuff. They are a, a recycler. Uh, essentially, they help companies with recycling. So they figure out ways to reduce the amount of stuff that they put into the trash. They have been on Atlanta Tech Edge. I they, do. Yes. There you go. Going, but keep okay. going. Okay. Yes. So uh, I have an affinity towards them just because they're found. I don't actually know their founders. I need to cross paths with them one day, but uh, I, I think at least one of their founders is from Kentucky, like me, mm-hmm. and is now here in Atlanta, like me. Perfect. Match made in heaven. Perfect. Yeah. And we're both entrepreneurs. Heaven. Yes. Um, of course. We should be best friends. Of course. Yeah, we should. <laughs> of course, uh, the founder's running a billion dollar company, which I don't have right now. Uh, but Not one yet. day, one day, Not it's going to happen. Right. So they raised uh, $50 million and they say they're going to raise another $50 million, so $100 million total. Um, and that makes them at the valuation a billion dollar company. Uh, and that's awesome. Uh, you great. Know, yet another billion dollar company that we have here in Atlanta joining the ranks of other companies like Cabbage and MailChimp and, and so many others uh, that are at that place. Impressive. The problem is, I think, is that I don't think we get the love that we deserve for the number of billion plus dollar companies that we have here in Atlanta. What do you think about that? I agree with you. I ask this question often on the show. You know, we're, we are constantly asking, what do we need to do to make Atlanta top 10 this or top 10 that. And I think you bring up a very good point because I've had many people say to me, well, we need to have a Google and we need to have whatever, a Facebook. But those, uh, we do, right? Yeah. Because we have billion dollar companies. Right. So I, yeah. I think that the answer is we do have those. Maybe we just need to shine the light a little brighter on them. A- exactly. I mean, when you look at a MailChimp that's got 600, 700 employees, you know, they- wow. 
14, 15 years old. It's a big company, right? $500 million in revenue this year is is what they projected. Sure. Um, Or somebody projected. I read that somewhere. It's a huge company. Huge. Right? And and I don't think we get enough love for the ones that we have, right? I mean, we get love for the number of Fortune 500 companies that are in the metro area. I think Mm -hmm. we're number three or something like that. But I think our challenge is, is that they're so all over the place in metro Atlanta that there's no concentrated place for all of them. Well, and Silicon Valley was sexy when it, you know, that was where the dot-com boom happened. And so I think shifting the perspective, the media perspective, and everything that's covered is just going to be maybe a slower progression than we would like here in Atlanta because we're seeing big and awesome things happen all the time. Yeah. And and I got to admit, you know, being involved in the startup community, tech community since kind of 96, 99, uh, that time frame, um, it's gotten a lot better. Mm -hmm. I think we do get a lot more love than we used to. I mean, back in those days, like Atlanta was a non thing uh, in terms of startups and tech and and things like that. Even though a lot of the major innovations around tech came out of here, right? So Hayes Microcomputer, the modems from back in the days, that's based right here. I mean, it's right around the corner from where we are right now. And you know, it's not remember. It's it, the problem is, is like, what have you done for me lately? Right. Sure. So that was a long time ago. That doesn't exist now. We don't care about it now. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. I think the that's our the challenge. The world works. Right. Exactly. But that's great and good job for them. And yeah, it was super not proud. I mean, to tell them that, but that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, if we can become a mecca of reducing the amount of waste in the world, that's kind of awesome. That is awesome. I, I think that's a great tagline for Atlanta. So, <laughs> yes. uh, okay. Reduce the waste. I think we have exhausted all of <laughs> our, our time oh. and our audience <laughs> and everything else. Um, so first of all, thank you, Kara, for coming on the show. I had a great time. Thank you so, so much for having me. And this was your first ever podcast. It was. I would, like humble brag and nerd alert. I've been listening to podcasts for a long, long time. So I am thrilled to finally be on one. So I'm glad, I'm glad you set the bar low. So next time you're on a podcast, it's going to easily shoot over this. Stop. So it was amazing. Uh, it, it's good. You started with us. You carried me. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for carrying me the entire way. So <laughs> where, oh, you know, I forgot one thing. Oh. We forgot the tech recs. Oh, yes. See, okay. this is what happens yes. when Adam's not here. It's when Adam's not here. I know. Lots We're not wrapping up yet. Kara, what do you have in terms of a tech recommendation? Okay, well, I had two things. I asked you if I could do them both, and you so kindly indulged Let's me. Let's do both. Okay. The first one is an app on my phone called Brainscape, and I just thought of it on the way here because you guys were talking. I was listening to your show um, last two weeks ago and you guys were talking about luminosity and what was the one that Adam recommended peak Peak. that's right so brainscape is different than that it's not actual games but it is flashcards of every kind uh, I mean from art history to American history to world flags and it's Ah. sort of like it's not like I don't want to say it's jeopardy because it's not but it's things that we all should know or have learned or we want to learn I mean it even talks about nutrition and pop stars oh that's awesome it's so fun and there are so many and you have you get to a mastery brainscape. level brainscape. brainscape you get to the mastery level which I haven't done on any of them yet but <laughs> I mean literally this but you is... just started using it that's why right <laughs> sure. yeah uh-huh. yeah but I'll go through I mean I, I'll spend a solid hour a night just going through flashcards and, oh, and wow. it rates you so if you if they ask you something simple and you're like I should know this is a Vincent Van Gogh painting uh-huh. and you and you click on it and it tells you and it tells you a little bit about the painting and then you say I didn't know that at all and then it will keep 
shuffling it back in. So, okay. you know, so it's, uh, kind, it's okay. kind of a memory thing, but yeah. it's really good to relearn things that I feel like I should know so that when I watch Jeopardy, <laughs> I will seem smarter. Than I so, am. you know, my kids use this uh, app called Quizlet. Okay. They use that in a lot of the schools here, and you can make your own quizzes, and there's other people's quizzes that you can do too. Well, I was actually, that's funny you said that, because I was actually researching it for a different show, and um, that's how it is used in high schools and colleges, yeah. and but it's m- mostly used in universities, and it's a bunch of Harvard and Columbia huh. professors that put the material together. Cool. So it's awesome. very neat. I love that. Okay. Okay. The what's your other? is Viendo, which Viendo. on Atlanta Tech Edge, we have a segment called Elevator Pitch. It's you know that the end uh, of the kind show. of sounds like Avon, Avon, what was the name of the thing? Uh, from Silicon Valley. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Now it just left the, the, me the fake it, company that they had there. That, yes, it does kind of sound like that. Viando. 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 But this is a real company, okay. and it was fascinating. Do they have a car that's painted up? Like, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but they, sorry, I don't no, mean to make no, fun of you. It's just the name. No, no. I don't know anything about you. No, sorry. it's no, no, no. I and I was because sometimes we have people that come on the elevator pitch, and I'm I'm a I have to you know look into it a little bit further and I'm kind of confused but this one I was not I think it's amazing it is an and a company that you can pay like most of them are around thirty forty dollars and uh-huh. what it does was it is it pairs you with entrepreneurs and local people all over the world so if right. you're traveling and you go to Rwanda for instance you can hook up with somebody in a village who makes jewelry for a living and spend the day with them and learn oh, their wow. craft and about their lives essentially and it is fascinating I think it's so neat and they have I mean all over the world they have connections oh you know what I think I've heard of this company before I think I saw them when they were just coming up it is yeah, fascinating. I, when I saw them the first time, uh, I thought that, man, it's such a great idea, right? Such a great idea. It's not just being a tourist. It's actually getting involved uh, and understanding the local culture. It's a great idea. And that's how I grew up when I would go on vacation. I would, My dad was very much like that, and I would be sort of terrified because yeah. he'd be somewhere, and he would pick some <laughs> random. I'd be like, oh, is this safe? And I'm like six, and I don't know where I am. So that was like prehistoric. So this is why you want to chip your kids. <laughs> yes. Now I get yes. it all. Yes. It's emotional scars from when you were a kid. <laughs> yes. You're I like, okay, I'm going to chip my kids. I should have been chipped. But... Uh, so, <laughs> so, so what yes. would they do if they come to Atlanta? Would we like just drive them around Peachtree Road or something? <laughs> No, I don't well, think they the would contact thing? me. I guess I would say, do you want to be on a TV show? <laughs> I'll put them on a TV show. No, like if somebody oh, from another country comes and like, I'm going to Atlanta, like what's the thing that we would do for them here? We would take them to the aquarium. Okay. Oh, but I mean, that's more like tourist And go things. drink a Coke. Right. Yeah, like yeah. what's the local what's the, thing? What is the local thing that we would want to teach them about? I don't know. Sanjay wasn't prepared for that question. Yeah. <laughs> what would we teach them? I, I don't know. I what's can't. What's very American? Well, what, what's very Atlantan? Atlantan. I think it would be just going out to eat. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> stuff you full I'd of food. Cook you, yeah, I'd cook you a Take meal. you to Mary Max. Sure. Yeah, that sounds good. That's an Atlanta institution, right? right? Yeah, we go. could do that. Uh, okay, so let me tell you real quick about okay. my tech recommendation. Yes. It's actually a weird combination of old tech and new tech in some ways. Um, there's a thing on the U.S. Postal Service system called informed delivery. Uh, I don't know if you were, when you were a kid, did you always run out to the mailbox to see what was in the mail that day? Yeah. Yeah. So I did too. Um, what informed delivery is, is a email that you get every day with an image of all the mail that's going to get delivered to you that day. No way. Yeah. So what's interesting. So I have a little bit of a weird situation with this because I worry about the privacy aspects of this, Sure. but if you don't know this, the U.S. postal system already takes pictures of all the mail that goes across the system. All I, of it. From no where clue. it starts to 
everywhere that it goes inside the system to delivery. Huh. So they take pictures of all of that stuff. And the reason why they do that is because of the anthrax attacks. So now if there's an issue with a piece of mail that has been mailed, that has something in it, they can easily track back where it originated from and every single uh, site that it went through so that they know where there might be an issue of contamination or anything else like that. So in some sense, it's great. Although by unlocking this data, then it's maybe not so great because then you have people like the NSA and other folks that might be using this for ill-gotten reasons. So it's for high-level security. It's not if you lose Aunt Donna's rent check or something. Right, 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 exactly. Yeah, you can't be like, where did it Yeah, they're like, oh, we lost lost (laughs) it on the truck here. Yes. No, so it's not for that, but the side effect of them doing that is now they have this service, which is free, by the way. You just sign up, and every day I get an email that shows me all the mail that's coming that day into my mailbox. And what's nice about that is, first of all, I know if I should run out to the mailbox or not because there's something I'm waiting for. But also, if something ends up not showing up, I can be like, hey, where did that credit card go? Because it was supposed to show up today, um, and I don't have to wait. So if somebody stole something out of the mailbox, I can know right away. Wow. Pretty That's, cool. That is really cool. Yeah, That's, I got to say, the U.S. Postal Service, they're doing some pretty high-techy stuff, right? Yeah. Um, okay. I love that. That's so now message. we are actually, actually done. Okay. 48 minutes into the show oh, here. 40 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so thank you, first of all, again, for coming on the show, Kara, and hanging out with me. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Where can our listeners find you? At Kara Kinnear on Twitter. My last name is K-N is in Nancy E-E-R. K N E E R. People always pronounce it near, but it's Kinnear. And it's Kara C A R A. Correct. Don't yes. spell that wrong either. Right. On the gram at Kara Kinnear. On the gram. <laughs> I'm on I'm at I'm not cool enough to be on the gram. How did you get the Twitter handle at Sanjay? I was early. I was super early. I'll tell you about that in a second. Okay. Okay. That is impressive. Um it's basically my name everywhere. KaraKinnear.com. Yeah. And you yes. got a website too? Yes. KaraKinnear.com? Yes. Okay. Yes. And And they can see you on TV. Atlanta Tech Edge, one thirty. 30 a.m. Don't forget that <laughs> happening time slot and 11.30 on Sunday. I, I think our listeners might be the vast majority of your 1.30 a.m. Well, perfect. Watchers, maybe. Yes, we got Because if they're listening ones. to this, you know. We got some good insomnia. ones. Insomnia. <laughs> uh, and for me, Sanjay, you can find me on Twitter at, at Sanjay. Uh, I've got a website, sanjaypark.com. Uh, and uh, there's probably other places, but you'll find them. Yeah, we have uh, to have you back on Atlanta Tech Edge, so. I think we're coming. Then I think soon. we already have a date. Oh, so perfect. I, oh, I think good. it's coming up, so. Yes. Okay, y'all, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. So um, the way that I got uh, at Sunshine was I was super early. One of my uh, friends was actually a BC, was at the BC, uh, Charles River Ventures that invested in Twitter. And she told me, she was like, oh,